0: Hello and welcome to another Back to Jerusalem podcast. I'm Eugene Bach, your host for this time, and I'm coming to you live on delay from somewhere within the borders of China this time. This is an urgent podcast that we want to get out to our supporters. Um, I haven't done an urgent podcast that I know like this in a long, long time, but this is a special situation. If you've been Following back to Jerusalem for any length of time at all, especially on our website, we've been putting up several articles about the earthquakes that have just been smashing Afghanistan. Now, the news right now is on complete overload. People in America are watching the political situation basically tumble downhill. They are seeing a former U.S. president come under all these charges. They are seeing a current U.S. president that basically looks like he's guilty of taking and accepting foreign bribes. They are looking at the Speaker of the House that has just been fired for the first time in history trying to get the replacement. They've been watching the political things take place unfold every single day, and that is grabbing the headlines. Worldwide, the the entire world has been standing on their tiptoes watching the situation unfold with Ukraine and Russia And now with the situation in Israel, where Israel was just attacked by Hamas This is massive news It feels like the entire world is experiencing all kinds of mayhem Just today as I'm doing this podcast, embassies, both the U.S. embassy and the Israeli embassy in Jordan and Lebanon have just been rushed by massive crowds. Europe has seen massive crowds of protests that are pro-Palestinian in some of the major central capitals like London and Paris, etc., What has been missing from the headlines, or which is not easy to see because of all the other noise, is what's happening in Afghanistan. There's one guy that was interviewed by the New York Times by the name of Abdi Muhammadi. He told the New York Times that this feels like the wrath of God. That was his words. In about a one-week period of time, Afghanistan has been smashed with deadly earthquakes, rating between six and seven on the Rector scale, claiming over 2,000 lives and making tens of thousands of people homeless. The reason why this is such a big deal is threefold. First, because of the takeover of the Taliban, most humanitarian organizations have left. Two, because of the takeover of the Taliban, most nations that help during these kind of times of disaster have basically put sanctions on Afghanistan and nobody is allowed to send money. Banks have mainly pulled out. Businesses have pulled out. So even if humanitarian organizations were to get in, their ability to bring money to the ground is very difficult. And Third, right now, winter is moving in very quickly. I mean, we're at the end of October in the mountains of Afghanistan. You're talking about dropping, freezing temperatures where women and children have lost their homes and everything that they own and are spending time in the mountains that are freezing without blankets, clothing, food, or water. This is a dire situation. Right now, out of nowhere, during this time of turmoil in Afghanistan, Back to Jerusalem has been able to establish several roads into the country. When I say roads, I'm talking about networks or individuals that are working on the ground that we are connected with. And they are separate and independent. Most organizations would be lucky if they could find one, but for whatever reasons, reasons I cannot explain, has nothing to do with strategy, has nothing to do with intelligence. It's just that God, for whatever reason, has allowed us to have access into the country through several different routes. That means that we are able to move funding and aid into Afghanistan through more than one route. That if one gets stopped, the other one still works. If one gets discovered, the other ones are still going. This is a unique opportunity. The time right now has never been like it is in Afghanistan. What we have seen, I believe we have seen the entire world respond to Afghanistan. Whether you agree with the U S invasion of Afghanistan is completely irrelevant. What we saw from the fall of the Taliban after the 2001 attack on New York and then the U.S. invasion into Afghanistan, what we saw was the most powerful armies, the most powerful nations, the most wealthy countries in the world responding to the situation in Afghanistan to say, now that we have control, we are going to do what has never been done before. We're going to bring freedom to the people of Afghanistan. We're going to bring business and wealth to the economy of Afghanistan. We're going to bring education for the little girls of Afghanistan. We're going to bring democracy to the people of Afghanistan. We're going to bring security to the people of Afghanistan. But the people in Afghanistan did not get the keys to release them from the slavery of islam and billions and billions of dollars were poured into that country even though they have oil billions of dollars came outside of the country into the country for humanitarian purposes schools were built cell phone towers were set up roads were built investments were made for, uh, the economy for small businesses and big businesses, large contractors moved in. They built an international airport. They brought in the world's most powerful militaries to provide security and to try to keep the people safe. And no matter how much the world tried to be a blessing to Afghanistan, and I will argue with anybody that that's what they were doing. There are many people might be listening to this podcast say, no, 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 no. There's a difference between helping and occupying. No, the, the, the world militaries did very much like they did with Europe and Japan after world war II going in to do reconstruction. One of the best things ever to happen to any nation like Afghanistan is basically to be invaded by a Christian nation because then they can come in and do rebuilding. So all this money came in, was poured in. There was so much money going to Afghanistan, going into Afghanistan that people couldn't find small change to buy things such as milk because there were so, much, so many $100 bills floating around. There was, it was more common to have $100 bills in Afghanistan during the early 2000s than there was like 20s and 5s and 10s. It was difficult for people to find a change in order to take a $100 bill to the local, local grocery store and buy milk or candy or bread or groceries. They basically had to use the entire $100 US bill or pay for things in $100 bills everything that could be done to build up a free society was done in Afghanistan and it all failed spectacularly failed. Why? Because the main ingredient, which I've talked about on this podcast before was not money. It was not security. It was not education. It was not democracy. It was the gospel of Jesus Christ. That Special ingredient was missing from the recipe and the, 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 the recipe, when it was put into the oven, came out a disaster. The people needed the gospel. So now God, I believe, in some ways has given the Afghanistan people another chance in a different way. Now, back to Jerusalem, missionaries are not going in with bombs and guns and money and plans. They are going in with the gospel of Jesus Christ, and that is attacking the bondage that the people are in. That is setting the captives free. That is releasing them from the slavery of Islam. Because make no mistake about it, Islam is a dark, Evil spirit that keeps its adherents in slavery, chained, locked down, afraid, and full of fear. The gospel of Jesus Christ brings love, life, and truth. It brings those things more abundantly than they could have ever asked for. And the gospel can make changes where no powerful government could ever have a prayer. There is no plan that the U.S. government can develop. There is no plan that the United United Nations could devise. There is no plan that the European Union could come up with that will outdo the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ. They can come with all their lawyers. They can come with all their, their committees. They can make blueprint after blueprint, but without the good news of Jesus Christ, they're Their goals, their visions, their desires are doomed. As good as they may be, as humanitarian as they may be, without the good news of Jesus Christ, it will fail. And right now, we have an opportunity to speak life into a situation that doesn't get worse. Guys, right now, we are looking at a country that might be one of the worst nations in the world to live in. The, the misery index is off the charts. You have a nation that has no hope. Did you see people when the last plane was leaving for the United States flying out of Afghanistan? There were individuals that were trying to grab on to the landing gear of these massive airplanes on the runway with certain death. There's no way you're going to survive. I remember when I was a kid watching uh, commando. I love that movie. When I was a kid, most of my younger audience will have no clue what I'm talking about. This was an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie and I've seen it a million times. I can almost lip sync through half the scripts in that movie. And in one of the early scenes, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger was able to uh, get off of a plane on which he had been kidnapped and held co- hostage on the plane. He was able to uh, fight his way off the plane and grab onto the landing gear. And as the plane took off, he dropped from the landing gear into a swamp and was able to go on with his mission. That is Hollywood. Complete nonsense. There's no way that anybody's going to be able to survive hanging on to the landing gear. But people did it because they were so desperate to get out of Afghanistan before the full control of the Taliban. Can you imagine living under the Taliban? Let me answer that question for you. The answer is no. No. The living under the Taliban right now is a living nightmare. What women and children and fathers of families have to go through on a daily basis under that tyrannical regime is a living nightmare. It is hell before you even die and go to hell. And right now there are people that are living under this extreme Islamic regime. Where the people are living in fear for their lives every day. Because if they do one little thing that the mullahs don't like. Or the minders or the Islamic police don't like. Even if they do everything that they're supposed to do in Islam. But they get falsely accused by a neighbor of not being Muslim enough. They can be killed. And that would be a good day. If you get killed, that is a good day. Oftentimes, if you do things that are against Islam, that are against Muhammad, that are against Allah, that are against the mullahs, that are against the religious leaders in the area, you won't die right away. They beat you. They torture you. Then they make you watch as they rape your wife or your children. They make you watch as they torture and kill your family members. It is an evil that is beyond comprehension. We're seeing a little bit of it now in several videos that have been made by Hamas after their their bloody attack on Israel. That is what people are living in every single day. And because we are not always exposed to it in the West, we like to believe that it doesn't really happen, that people aren't truly that dark, that barbaric, that vile, that evil, but they are. The depths and darkness of Satan will take humanity or man to some of the most decrepit depths that we, we can't even dream of the things that we are capable of doing to one another when enslaved by the enemy. Then on top of that, Not only are you having to live under the Taliban, under extreme poverty as the world ostracizes the Taliban from the world economy. But now, on top of all that, they get hit by the deadliest earthquakes that they've seen in decades. Three. Not all at one time. Day one, boom. Country hit. People die. Day three, boom, country hit, people die. Day six, boom, people, more than 2,000 people have died. Where the people there that are in Afghanistan right now, They are not even able to dig out their loved ones. They have to do it by hand. They have to claw into the dirt, removing the heavy bricks with their hands. They don't have shovels. They don't have picks. They don't have tractors. They don't have backhoes. They don't have bulldozers. They have to do it by hand with very little food, very little water, very little energy working off of nothing but adrenaline, pumping in their veins with the prayer that I will be able to find my son or my daughter or my infant child. That if I dig through this rubble, maybe they will still be alive somewhere under all of this rubble. So not only are they living in the misery of the Taliban, but they're living in the nightmare of losing everything through the earthquake but there's hope never underestimate the hope of jesus christ never underestimate the hope that the good that's why it's called the good news the good news of jesus christ brings life and hope and joy in the most lifeless hopeless joyless situations This is why I'm making this urgent podcast to ask our supporters to go online and give to this effort. We have already sent funding through three different channels into Afghanistan to bring the good news as well as aid. Nobody else is really helping in the areas where we are helping. The world's hands are tied. But God has opened a door. And when he opens a door, no man is able to shut it. And right now, for whatever reasons, Back to Jerusalem has an open door. We're not a big organization. We can't do a a lot of work, but we can get the funding directly to the people on the ground. And sometimes that face-to-face contact, even though it's not big, even though it's not grand, we are able to build relationships with individuals And that can make all the difference. Your funding has a personal touch. Your support has a personal touch. We know the names of every single donor that gives. We see who gives and we are so thankful. If you are not able to give, can I ask that you pray for the people of Afghanistan today? Just Take a moment while you're listening to this podcast. Bow your head. It doesn't have to be loud. It doesn't have to be open. Nobody else has to hear it. Pray for the people of Afghanistan. That is the power to change a nation. You can go on our website. You should be able to see a banner on our homepage that will take you directly to the Afghanistan disaster area. If not... If you don't see it go to our donation page. If you put where most needed, we will we will use a lot of the where most needed in Afghanistan. But if you go to the humanitarian effort and you donate to Disaster Relief Humanitarian Effort button. You'll see that on there. Look for Disaster Relief. Look for the Humanitarian button. It's the only one on there. You'll see workers. You'll see Bibles. You'll see scholarship. You'll see uh, general use the, uh, where most needed. And then you'll see the Disaster Relief button. Push that button and you can give there 100% of everything that's given to that category in the month of October. 100%. There Nothing will be subtracted from that. will go to the field. So if you are able to give, that's the best way to give. And if you're not able to give, pray. We want to thank you so much for your partnership. It makes all the difference in the world. We are going into the enemy's territories, the place where the good news has never been preached, the place where individuals have never heard the name of Jesus Christ. In the darkest, most hopeless situations, there is light. And where the light of the world is, there's hope that things are going to be turned around. I want to thank you so much for downloading this Back to Jerusalem podcast. I pray that it was informative for you. And I pray that your partnership, will you'll be able to come and join us in prayer and in giving. Thank you so much. God bless.